What it is, y'all. Third Coast Space Radio, Season 4, Episode 38. You already know, it's your boy's metaphysic. Hey, what's good, everyone? It's Kid Luna. And yo, what a sexy episode we got for you this month. We got the homies Goji and Aware. And without further ado, let's hop to it. Yeah, 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 yeah
What's up, everyone? Shit, if y'all enjoyed that mix, it was vibey. We got the one and only Goji in the house. I'll go and let them introduce themselves and give y'all a good hello. Shit, let's go. Hello. Um, my name is Goji. Uh, I also go by Elliot, my real name. Um, but uh, yeah, I am a multi-genre producer and DJ um, currently residing in Orlando, Florida. And... Um, yeah, it's it's great to be here. Thanks thanks for having me. Welcome, welcome. We're glad to have you. Always welcome here. <laughs> Can't <laughs> well, say thanks. the same about Florida. Oh my god. <laughs> it's, I mean, as of the time as the time that we're recording this right now, it's just getting pretty crazy. So like I'm currently like I was born and raised in Florida like my whole life and I just I with how bad it's getting, I have to leave, especially being someone who is uh gay and non-binary it's kind of a death mm-hmm. sentence for me so 
Yeah, and I mean, since you're, you said you're born and raised there, like, has it just like, just, just I, I don't know, continuously just gotten worse like since school? Because I mean, like, with the whole like being gay or non-binary, I mean, like, realistically, that shit's been kind of attacked for forever, but now it's like even more so. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. I feel like that shit would just kind of suck <laughs> the whole time living there. Oh uh, yeah, I, I kind of. I mean, there we do have a small bubble of like my found family uh, out here, which I'm I'm totally grateful for. Um, but they're pretty much the only reason I leave the house. <laughs> Other than that, I I um I just kind of stay inside and stick to my own thing and just work on music like hours upon hours. So I'm I'm always always creating, always creating worlds to get lost into. You know, hey man, I'm I'm with it. I'm somewhat of an escapist myself, so <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's one place you can find me is in music for sure. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's fucking tough though, man. I mean like um Oh dude, you don't know how hard I laughed when I saw the the fuck Ron Santa's hat. Oh such yeah. A, such a such a such a, a good hat to wear over there. I I wear it loud and proud uh, I leave. I actually, I go shopping with that hat. I go, I go to restaurants with that hat. Um, uh, it's funny. I, I went to Waffle House with a friend of mine from out of town uh, yesterday and um, I showed up wearing my fuck Ron DeSantis hat and like <laughs> wearing my rainbow converse and everything else. And I'm just like, I just realized I'm like, oh shit, this is like, this is packed in here. Like, <laughs> but yeah. like, you know, like, I, I like wearing it. I, I think I think it's good to to stand up for what you believe in, and and what I believe in is fuck Ron DeSantis. One hundred percent. So, <clears throat> enough talking about that asshole. Uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and let's start talking about like Elliot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so what's your background? What's Elliot's background? Um, my background, I would say, uh, it's an interesting one. Um. So I was born and raised in Florida my whole life, uh, spent my early childhood in South Florida. So, um, it was around like Miami and, uh, you know, like that kind of scene down there, but I actually wasn't, me and my family weren't really involved in any sort of music circles, but, um, uh, my dad and my mom actually used to listen to a lot of Miami bass and a lot of, um, it was interesting. It was, they liked to listen to a mixture of classic rock and electronic music um so some days i would hear pink floyd some days i would hear craft work and uh i was always exposed to this uh during my entire childhood and i think what kind of really changed me forever was listening to craft work in my dad's car and i was very very young and he had a like a subwoofer installed and i remember feeling the bass like engulf me like down to my core and that was really the first time i ever really felt deeply moved uh by music and by the power of music and um and yeah that that kind of really changed changed me it, it, it made me become more obsessed with music especially electronic music because i was always like chasing the feeling of um you know, the, the low frequency and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and it's, and it's funny cause, uh, uh, as I got older, um, I was also playing a lot of Sonic the Hedgehog and 
those soundtracks are fantastic. Like they're, oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sonic teams composers are. It's just, it's a team of many fantastic composers, and like a lot of the tracks they would work on would almost be like mega collaborations with each other. So it's like, oh, I didn't know ha- that. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I uh, uh, and it's funny. I was I was actually homeschooled growing up, so I had nothing but time on my hands, and um. Uh, my parents kind of restricted my internet access, but I always found um, loopholes around that. And uh, this site's no longer, it no longer exists, but there was like the Sonic forum I used to visit a lot and uh, they would have fan rips of the soundtracks. And I had an MP3 player at the time that my mom got me. And I remember just downloading gigabytes upon gigabytes of Sonic the Hedgehog music and like uh just listening to it on repeat and little did I know it was, it was uh, introducing me to a lot of genres like drum and bass and jungle and, and uh, trance and so many different styles. Cause like there's really a good variety of, of genres and, and, and hybrid styles and stuff in those games. Um, yeah. Most and, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and at the time I didn't know what the names of any of these styles were. I just became really obsessed with like, ravey uh music so um i really started writing my own music back in 2008 i think i just turned 13 at the time it was around the time i turned 13 um and my dad got me a a demo version of fl studio and uh yeah (laughs) the rest is history your dad's awesome bro he knew what was up dude yeah, yeah. Like he he listened to craft work. I mean, he also used to break dance back in the eighties and stuff. Oh, like that's he, dope. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, hey, yeah, it's dope. Yeah. So I I grew up uh, around music a lot. Um, but I think, uh, I mean, besides my sister who also uh, plays guitar and does vocals, I mean, I think I me me and my younger sister were the only two in our entire family that were musically inclined. Got you, got you. Did you and your sister ever make uh, together? We did actually. Um, it's it's not online because we never published anything. Uh, but we we were actually we we formed a yeah yeah yeah's cover group between me and her, <laughs> and um, she did vocals and some of the bass, and I remade the backing tracks from ear um, just by listening to the tunes and like really oh, trying nice. to dissect it. So. I would make the backing tracks from the ground up and play guitar and, and synthesizers at the same time. And we were both like in our teens at the time. Um, and yeah, we would, we'd play these covers like at local, uh, restaurants and stuff in the area growing up. And, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, dude. I mean, your parents seemed pretty seasoned, especially when it comes to like music. I mean, like one hand you got Kraftworks and then like the other hand you have like Pink Floyd and, yeah, and it doesn't help if your dad puts like a fucking sub in a car because like, yeah. I mean that's I mean that's almost like I wouldn't say parallel to my story, but yeah, I mean I grew up with like a like you know sound system in cars for sure, and that definitely mm-hmm. uh, made an impact uh, in my life, you know, for music. Yeah, yeah, because um, it's like there's something about listening to music loud and like feeling it uh, in your core um, that I just really enjoy. Like, so mm-hmm. even when I, even when I'm out on my commutes, I'll just, I'll make playlists and then just like crank it as I'm driving. And it's just like, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. man. 
Yeah, so she said uh, fucking Sonics. So it's like, um, man, where where the the uh, rabbit for Sona come from? I thought it would be like Goji the Hedgehog. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's funny. Goji Goji's actually a mouse. Uh, my main oh, persona. Yeah, yeah, mouse, yeah. yeah. Ears, my main. Yeah. yeah um, yeah, they're they're a mouse. Uh, their fursona species actually came from um, uh, Secret of Nim um, and other animated rodent films I watched growing up uh, around the time that I didn't even know I was a furry. Um, but mm-hmm. Secret of Nim was definitely very formative for me as far as aesthetic and um, just like styles and stuff, and even the music. Uh, I've even sampled the vinyl a few times like sampled like a few chords or um stuff from it but that that's a really really fantastic movie um but yeah secret and m and movies like american tale and other just like rodent related <laughs> cartoon films um yeah i've probably like at least influence. seen it at least once but um yeah my memory for movies have gotten so bad but <clears throat> No, dude, that's awesome, though. I was going to say, like, so, like, where did that moniker come from? Like, where did the, where the, you know, for the, I guess, I mean, did you always have Goji or were you, or did you used to go as someone else? That, that's, uh, I'm glad you asked that question because um, I really didn't start putting my original music online until about 2012. And that was under my first project I started, and that was Cobalt Rabbit. And okay. yeah, when I started that project, I was 16 at the time and it was very plunder phonics, which is like sample heavy sample based music. Um, mm-hmm. and I was, I was basically just imitating artists like Nujibis and Pogo at the time where you just take like little bits and pieces of like movies or, or songs. And then you kind of just recontextualize it into it, something completely new. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I did that under that project for the longest time. And then that's over the years that started evolving to more down tempo and chill out and like very vibey, like calmer styles. And um, yeah, I went under that name for a very long time and I didn't form Goji until I want to say, I think it was 2015, I think it was 2015. Um, and the name actually came from when I discovered what goji berries were. Um, and I just, I liked the way it rolled off the tongue. Um, but I, as, as a name, I didn't, I wasn't really a fan of just the singular I. So I, I added an additional I and I capitalized it. Mm-hmm. And I put hearts on the side. I'm like, I like visually, I like the, the way it looks and I like how it rolls off the tongue. So that's kind of like kind of the little backstory of, uh, the name and, and, uh, <laughs> how, how so, so it's like so go like the so it's like after a berry yeah there's apparently and i've yet to try these i hear they're very good but there's apparently these berries um uh they're red in color and they i hear they taste really good and they're called goji berries interesting yeah i didn't know that yeah huh. Huh. i guess it makes sense i guess now with the the alias and everything and like the the mouse and everything yeah it makes sense it's coming together (laughs) yeah yeah so it's and i don't know i guess growing up i was always uh always driven to i i liked i liked taking on projects and i i thought the goji project would be a lot of fun with like 
the name and the branding and the imaging and everything with that. Um, but yeah, I think so. I mean, it's uh, been pretty successful so far. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it's been crazy the journey so far. Yeah, most definitely. Um, yeah, that's what it, man. You would want a crazy journey, right? At least, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I I, I think about like. Um, well, I guess I really don't. Like, I mean, I don't really think about like I guess like the straight path forward, where it's just like you you know your exact future. You know, I don't know. I've I've come from a life of in uncertainty, so it's just kind of like I guess a little bit. At this point in my life, it's just more interesting now, mm-hmm. in the sense of like, you know, you never really know what's going to happen. But you know, when you look back, it's like, well, I've made it this far, so it's like, yeah. But yeah, I mean, so you said you were playing music since you were like thirteen, right? Yeah, about uh, about twelve or thirteen. Um, guitar was okay. my first instrument. So, like, were you self-taught or did you, like, have, like, some schooling or you just kind of, like, uh, fucked around into you just into it, it just started working for you? It's honestly, it's a mixture of all three because um, uh, I was I was homeschooled pretty much my entire upbringing. So I, I didn't really have uh, much exposure to the outside world. So I had nothing but time mm-hmm. on my hands in, in regards to exploring uh, my music. And developing it um but yeah it was a mixture of being self-taught because we didn't have nearly as good youtube tutorials back in 2008 as we do now um mm-hmm. you can go pro actually within two years based on today's tutorials it's actually pretty crazy um but, yeah no i, I agree <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah um it was a mixture of being self-taught and exploring and replicating songs i like to listen to at the time um but also my parents allowed me to take high school electives at the uh local high school or uh around the area i grew up in um Mm -hmm. and there I, i studied concert snare drum and uh basic music theory that all has escaped my head since then <laughs> and um and uh, i was also in, in concert band and i played chimes uh cymbals oh, okay. <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i played very basic percussive instruments but that's probably also why i mean like growing up and also do, taking those classes i was obsessed with rhythm and, and uh percussion and stuff which is probably why i use a lot of different types of percussion and interesting rhythms in my music today um but yeah, it's I, I would say my education is mostly built on uh, being self-taught and then taking just a few like electives here or there in high school. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm I'm big on rhythm. I I, I love um, melodies and shit. But like, dude, like I can hear a beat through a wall and vibe through it if I can hear like the rhythm of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. But um, yeah, that's pretty cool though. So. Let's start talking about some of the, the songs you've had in the mix. Um, yeah. So let's talk about the track selection. Uh, m- most of the songs I heard, were, you know, it started off UK, very vibey. Because um, I've actually heard some heavier music from you. I know like a few, maybe a couple minutes before we started recording, you were telling me you're going for like a different sound and vibe. Um was a lot of that showcase here in, in this mix you provided for us? Definitely, yeah. Um, interestingly enough, I mean, I kind of hit a, uh, I kind of hit a really bad wall and a bad 
burnout during um, lockdown and the pandemic. It was during 2020, I want to say it was 2021. Mm-hmm. And I just hit a really bad wall with my project. Um, I just, I didn't feel inspired. I didn't know where to go. I, I, I was, I, I just felt very empty and I felt very, I mean, part of it was probably definitely stress and depression from everything going on at that time. But um, mm-hmm. a, a big factor of it was I was trying way too hard to be unique and way too hard to impress others, I would say, to the mm-hmm. point where I kind of lost my identity and I lost how I can express myself through my music, which is honestly why I started in the first place. So. Mm-hmm. I did some soul searching through that time and I kind of went on a little hiatus, a little unofficial hiatus. I just took like a few months to myself to just take a break and, and to really like evaluate why I started music to begin with. And I came up with a, uh, I think it's called a, yeah, a, revel- a revelation. I, I came up with a revelation where, um, I needed to go back to my roots and I needed to go back to the time, like around at the time it was, I was like into music for about 13 years. So I needed to go like 13 years back from 2021 and really mm-hmm. see why I started in the first place. And I remember around the time, uh, when progressive house was huge and that was a genre I was absolutely obsessed with. And it is the genre that I was trying to replicate as I was learning music at the time. And, um, yeah, I, I really just looked inside myself and I wanted to pull from places of nostalgia and also places of comfort because of, you know, the, the current political climate in this country is actually pretty scary. Um, yeah. especially for, uh, you know, uh, gay people and, 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 you know, like people of color and, and, and just, just, it, it's, it's really hard for us to, to, to you know, keep pressing on. So Mm -hmm. I also wanted to write music that was very comforting and, you know, not, not only comforting for me, but comforting for others. So, and, and life kind of really changes you definitely. And it can also change your sound as a musician. Um, and so my, my newer sound nowadays is more mellow and it's more vibey. And, and it's honestly, it's because I I'm trying to create worlds. I, I can comfort myself with, but also it has comforted other people from what they have told me. And mm-hmm. to me, that fills me with joy and motivation to keep creating um, the music that I'm currently making now. And yeah, that was just kind of reflected in the the mix I just did because um, it's, a, it's a mixture of a lot of vibey kind of house and like some UK garage and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, and uh, garage was also definitely another genre that I didn't know at the time um, throughout my teenagehood that I was, I was latched onto because of the shuffly rhythms and just, mm-hmm. it just, it sounds so lively. Like it's, it's, you cannot play uh, like UKG and, and have me not tap my foot or at least like, like move. Like it's, it's, it's definitely a genre that makes you get up and move. And, and um, I just, I've become obsessed with the genre again uh, since coming out of quarantine. So <laughs> yeah, most definitely. It's like, it's cause like I love house and I love French house, but it's like my, it's like my house, you know, like my house music for me, like you can just throw it on and it's gonna, I don't know, man. Like I, I've 
I've always like um, I've always liked the UK um, just their whole soundscape really, but mm-hmm. um, especially because I mean a lot of it, especially a lot of it comes from like the older stuff is like R and B old stuff. So it's like you know. I, I mean, it's just it's just really cool to see how that changed and evolved over there, mm-hmm. and like how it just kept some of like like the essence, you know. Yeah. Um, it's I don't know for me it's like mature house music, but you know, yeah. that's, that's just my opinion. But um, no, I mean, I don't know. I I you have you ever seen uh, people just do nothing? <laughs> you ever watch that show? No, I'll have to check that out actually. Oh man, you'll you'll love it. Yeah, you check out um, "People Just Do Nothing." Um, it's basically like uh, to make things short. It's like um, The Office, but instead they are um, DJs and producers, um, um, <laughs> to to say the least. But <clears throat> speaking That's of that awesome. mix, though, um, who 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 inspires your soundscape? I know you've been doing this for a while, and you've pulled from like so many places and different parts of your life to like help develop yourself. But like, um, like where do you get your inspiration from though? Um, I would say it's a mixture of a lot of different artists, uh, inspiration as far as artists go. I'm very much inspired by the likes of MJ Cole, Todd Edwards, Skrillex over mono. Um, and also Lane Eight as well. Um, my my boyfriend. Some, some vibey names you could say in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like uh, <laughs> I could I could go on forever. Like Duskus, Fortet, A Trip. Um, uh, but uh, Lane Eight especially. Uh, my boyfriend got me into listening to more melodic house uh, with artists such as Lane Eight, and it's it's definitely much slower than I what I usually produce in in DJ. But it's it's really cool because uh, melodic house especially with artists like Lane 8, they will take a lot of trance elements and they will just fuse it with more of a vibey house uh, beat and patterns and stuff like that. And it's really mm-hmm. gorgeous. Um, I have to and look into that. Yeah, I, I, the, the album I definitely recommend from Lane 8 is Brightest Lights. Um, fantastic album from, from start to finish. It's just very gorgeous and it's very it's very moving. Like there's, there's something about, uh, those kind of sounds that just, it really feels comforting and really moves me in such a way that it just, it's so inspiring and it makes me want to create I'm something looking, <laughs> like that. Uh, I'm looking at the guys, uh, fucking, um, Spotify and it looks, it looks like it would be what you're explaining. I mean, he's got white sweater on and clouds in the background for us. I like, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you know, if this is the right guy, like, yeah. Definitely yeah. gonna set this up to listen to tomorrow. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, so like <clears throat> to jump back into the questions here, um, I was gonna ask you at what moment, but I mean, if you started doing this like at what, 12, 13, mm-hmm. like I assume it's kind of been like a big part of like the majority of your life um, yes. that you've been yeah. um, pulled and directed towards music in a sense. But, um, is like, as, as, let me, let me try to word this, um, in a way where I don't fuck the question up, but like, is there, is there anything, um, being an artist as, is there anything that you've learned 
like being an artist and like chasing like this dragon like has there is there anything that you've learned from this that you don't think you could have learned anywhere else definitely um persistence and patience with the process and because it's it's definitely a labor labor of love especially in an industry where the failure rate is so high Mm -hmm. um and I guess I've learned not only that, but I've also learned many different skills along the way. I mean, being an indie musician, you kind of have to be your own mix and master engineer, your own manager, mm-hmm. your own animator, promoter. And you do all artist. that and you do all <laughs> your artwork and everything as well. Um, most of my artwork, uh, I, I, a lot of some, of, a lot of it is definitely commissioned. Um, but mm-hmm. my latest release parallel slash, uh, I, I messed that up. <laughs> Sapphire slash parallels. Um, that one I actually drew the cover for after not drawing for a while. But um, I've also did the artwork for uh, my EP Desire. But the my favorite artwork actually um, so far out of all the releases I've done is definitely for Currents because uh, I hired this fantastic artist named Fear uh, that's spelled with two E's. And I had no idea they were already a fan of my music at the time. I just, I remember stumbling across their art and just being blown away and just deeply moved by what they drew. And they actually told me they had like, uh, cause I have synesthesia and, and they mentioned also having synesthesia and being able to just give them the copy of currents and my character reference sheet um the only sense of direction i actually gave them was just like draw whatever comes to mind when you listen to this and they just absolutely nailed it like there were a lot of blues in that art piece and it's fascinating because uh there are a lot of different shades of blues i would see in my head as i was creating that ep yeah that's incredible to um yeah, that's like a whole moment, though, for sure, because like not only that you were, were looking through like their portfolio and like their work, like they also like happen to be like a fan, a listener. And then you gave them free range to just interpret of what they, you know, because it's also like I'm pretty sure you get commissions to do stuff, but it's also so freeing to like. Oh my gosh, a guy in the fucking leaf blower. <laughs> it's also so freeing to like something that you also are engaged you're engaged with mm-hmm. but on top of that like you you're getting like free range to be like you you interpret this like how it sounds and it's also like a collaborative project so it's right like, yeah i don't know it's like um it's hard to explain that feeling but it's like i don't know it's like a making the shaking hands on a good ass deal i don't know yeah yeah it's it's definitely a beautiful collaboration between artists. Cause like, I mean, it's something I definitely want to do more often. That's, I did the similar thing with like, not to go on a mini tangent, but, uh, <laughs> I did, I did a similar thing with, uh, the, the other split, uh, single, um, diamond dust and always, uh, that cover was also creative freedom. Cause, um, very, very good friend of mine. Uh, they go by suede. Um, beautiful, beautiful art pieces just a bunch of angular kind of works and very atmospheric and just airy i would i guess i could i could say that there's almost like an airiness to it um mm-hmm. 
and and I've known them personally. They're actually a local friend of mine, so I I, I actually hang out with them um, semi frequently. But um, yeah, I remember I, I approached them too about that. I'm like, here are the two singles. Um, just draw whatever comes to you and stuff. And they they nailed it. They they nailed my my persona on the album cover too, um, because they know me as a person and they know my personality and how I am outside of the music project and and just the vibes of that that artwork for diamond dust uh is just it's moving to me because they were able to just match all that perfectly well it's definitely there's 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 like there's one good thing of someone that gets you but also getting you artistically like yeah man it's fucking peanut butter and jelly (laughs) yeah definitely for the ones that can eat peanut butter i don't know dude this year (laughs) i've met some people that um oh my gosh it's fucking well, either way, this this thing is killing me with this guy with this. Oh my gosh, dude! We picked the the worst time to record, but moving forward, yeah, I met someone that's like two people that's real, like allergic to peanut butter and shit, which is crazy because I eat that shit daily. And someone's like allergic to honey, like mm-hmm. you know. And this is off the rails, but yeah, that shit's crazy. Like I couldn't imagine trying to live a life like that. Mm-hmm. But either way. You, you guys work something out that's pretty good. I'm still looking for creators in that sense. I've found a couple, but I can I definitely can imagine how that must felt like working with someone like that. Yeah. Um, and then just them just being also to understand your art without you having to tell them what to do. Right. Yeah. And 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 we've bonded in the past before about like having conversations about how we both see our art, and we are both artists in both audio and and visual forms like we're both artists who are very very much wanting to express who we are and how we feel about the world around us and um we we are very much deeply connected to our art and the way we convey things so i think finding suede for the album cover for diamond dust was a perfect fit because we I, i love getting lost in conversations about how especially my music it's a way for me to also solidify memories in my life because music is such a powerful tool, especially when it comes to memory. So uh, one of my biggest goals with my music um, is to be able to solidify uh, those memories through my music. So when I go to listen to it again, I can just, it takes me back to a time in my life. Uh, most definitely there was someone we had on i wasn't the host of the show but he was basically using his music as like a diary you know Mm -hmm. yeah sorry this guy's right by my window it's so crazy but to ask you something um since you've been doing it for so long like is there any advice you can give like any upcoming producers or anybody that's like looking to get started I would say, um, and they don't have to listen to me because I, I it, sometimes, I mean, like use your discretion when it comes to advice, but I would definitely say um, do what makes you passionate. Go for go for a route that, that you feel most connected to and, and you most enjoy. Um, and also, if it's something you want to do career-wise, I would definitely say uh, don't give up and keep going because persistence is definitely key. And we will always create things that in our eyes are less than perfect, but that's honestly a beautiful part of the process. And 
what made me come out of my burnout was definitely realizing that imperfections in our art are just what make us human and it is part of the beautiful process of being an artist and that uh we should also never self-compare our art to other people's art and um yeah i think for for up-and-coming artists as long as you you stay true to your heart and you don't get discouraged by by others and you you know you can also find other communities and friends who are into the very similar music and styles that you're into definitely just definitely try to try to do all that but uh most of all just keep going never give up no matter how hard the process is always stay true to why you're making music and and why you want to do it definitely beautiful (laughs) (laughs) so let's get to a little bit of the ugly so what's your favorite doll and is it just a tool definitely uh fl studio um it was the first DAW that I started long time ago, so it's it's what I'm used to. Um, I also just I love I love its piano role. I feel compared to other DAWs like Ableton and whatnot, um, I feel it best suits my needs and what I'm looking for in software. And their piano rolls is fantastic because it allows me to get ideas from my head down very very quickly. Um, I also I also like using Ableton occasionally, but mostly as a either an editing tool or um, there, you know there are just some Macs for live plugins that are just really really cool um, that I'll, I'll sample and do some crazy stuff in Ableton, throw it back into FL. Um, but I can use Ableton. I actually created a song and published it from being completely created in Ableton. Um, but I, my preferred software uh, will always be FL Studio. For sure, for sure. Hey, that's another one for the F- FL Studio fam. Yeah. I, I currently, <laughs> currently, I don't use FL Studio, but our other guest is, and the last, the last three people we've had have been like FL Studio people. So it's good to hear. It's good to hear that. Yeah. You know, but um, do you got any go-to PSTs or? You got any hardware? Um, yes, actually. So uh, my go-to VST is actually Serum, and it used to be Silence. I'll, I'll occasionally use Silence for like plucks or leads, um, but Serum has, for the past two or three years, has actually slowly become my very much my go-to when it comes to synthesizing my sounds. Um, I also recently got Diva. Diva. That one I have to explore a little bit more. Um, I did use it throughout Parallels and Sapphire. Um, that synth, yeah, that, that synth is amazing. Um, it emulates uh, analog hardware. And I think it's probably the most, at least for me, I could be wrong, but I feel it's one of the most accurate analog synthesizer VSTs. Um, it just There's something about it that emulates the circuits so well. Um, and... As far as hardware goes, I like to occasionally use my Minilog XD by Korg. It is a nice. fantastic, yeah, it's it's it, it's a fantastic synthesizer, um, and I'll occasionally use that for leads, and even sometimes like I'll generate percussion with it for like uh, like DJ sets. I've actually been trying to incorporate hardware with 
uh, pioneer gear. And that's actually been really fun because it just ends up taking your performance to another level. It feels way more integrated to me and it allows me for more room to improvise like leads or synthesize percussion over music that I'm playing, whether it be on CDJs or my XDJ system. Yeah, I was going to mention like, yeah, you have a nice setup. Um, yeah, I think I, uh, I, I may have seen it on Twitter, but yeah, I think I remember seeing you had a nice setup. Um, let's talk about, let's talk about the doll. And so when you're standing at a blank doll, what do you typically do? Um, I actually like to shake up my process every now and then to prevent writer's block. I mean, writer's block is always going to be inevitable to any That's creative. Mm-hmm. Um, but how I like to go about it typically is um, sometimes I'll open up a piano, just start with very stripped down basics, and then try to quickly get out uh, a chord progression down. Um, or sometimes I'll start off with drums. Like I'll, I'll start off with like uh, just arranging my drum patterns and, and quickly laying out the basic backbone of the track, and then I can go in and start adding the bass, and then the chords and everything that follows. But um, yeah, I, I like to I like to shake up the process every now and then just to kind of prevent me from getting bored, like not only bored with the process, but also just to trying something new. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So how do you feel about this? This might be, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Uh, so DJ versus a producer, should one be perfectly skilled at both before jumping at the scene or should one just hop straight in i'd say hop straight in because if you if you wait on being really really good you are kind of and it depends i guess it depends on whether or not you want to get involved in the scene you want to put your own music and art out there um but i would say just go for it because uh you know imagine having a vault of a bunch of like different either different mixes as a dj or or different tracks as a producer um but you're just kind of sitting on a bunch of works uh and like you want to put them out, but if you're waiting to be just good enough, uh, you're kind of doing yourself a disservice. Cause I mean, I've been doing this for 15 years and I still have a lot to learn, like a lot to learn. Um, but yeah, I'd say go for it, put yourself out there. Uh, the beauty of the process, like the beauties in the process of being a creative, whether or not it is, is perfect or imperfect. I, <laughs> personally don't believe in such a thing as perfection because if i start to believe that it'll make me overcritical and overanalyze my work to the point where it starts destroying my creativity that's very understandable yeah (laughs) or you'd be like um uh is it mac demarco and drop like a nine hour album or some shit i i thought about it i mean flume did something similar like he's been dropping collections of unfinished stuff and i've honestly have considered probably doing the same because I, I have an album's worth of unreleased stuff I'm sitting on right now. Um, I think I have about 12 finished tunes in the vault. It's just a matter of um, wanting to be able to sort it because I think, don't quote me on this, I hope my fans don't, don't take this as concrete, I might be working <laughs> on another album. Uh, <laughs> I, ultimately, that depends on if I have enough tracks that I feel fit either a certain narrative or the vibes or just, you know, you could play everything in sequential order and it's just like, okay, the vibe is definitely, it's like cohesive. So 
Don't um, let the perfectionist set in here. <laughs> that is true. I, I did just mention not being a perfectionist, and I just told you I had like almost 20 tracks worth. So, um, yeah, no, it's the joys of being an artist, uh, and you kind of are in a duality yeah. with yourself. So. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, you are your own worst enemy for sure. Definitely, yeah. Um, so too many plugins, not enough plugins. I, that's a hard one. I, I'm very much a plugin nerd. Uh, I, I, I have so many, I love exploring and shaking things up, especially if I get bored with using one. Um, I mean, as long as you have enough hardware or, or should I say, uh, hard drive space, um, I think you'll be fine. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I agree. Um, so we're going to get into like a small little freestyle here. We're, we're almost done. I know you got some things to do today. Um, so what does Elliot do when there's no music around? They're not doing anything of the sort. What does Elliot oh, like to do? Um, I mean, where I live is incredibly boring and isolating. Um, I, I sometimes go on walks if the weather is not too hot um, and that's very very yeah very few and far between between those so um and i have adhd like crazy so if i'm not working i, I almost feel like i i have to i'm itching to be productive um but i mean other than that i like to go out occasionally uh with my friends uh i have a very 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 good friend locally where i live and i like to hang around them a few times um and just chill and decompress. Uh, I actually taught them. <laughs> I taught them how to DJ, and they've they have been incredible at it in such a short amount of time. Um, it just really makes me happy to see. Nice. That's always a good feeling. There, whereas there is a man. I went to. Um, was it that? Was it the last convention? I went to a convention. I, I don't know if it was the one I met you. No, it was. Um, there, there's a. There's a guy, a gentleman named, um, oh man, his name's escaping me right now. Oh, Gmo. And, you know, they were asking me about like getting into DJing and stuff like that. I had brought my tractor board one time to their room after DJing. And like, uh, I, I want to say maybe like a less than a year, they're already mixing and shit like that. And I'm thinking about trying to get them to come play like a small little gig, you know, so I can definitely like see like i don't know it's cool to see someone's interest grow so quick you know and i yeah. think when i was asking them they weren't even trying to to dj bro it's a hundred <laughs> dog relax Damn. he wants to be in on it too <laughs> bro, he's, got, he's covering a long hair man it's not gonna work bro it's not gonna work dude. you already got dreads right now chill <laughs> But yeah, um, oh shit, where was I, dude? This whole, if my mic was off, it's because I've been listening to him meow and then the fucking leaf blower guy stand there with the leaf blower on, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's a Monday for me for sure. But, oh, we're um, making it work though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, I don't know. I'm not much of a teacher, but like, I mean, I didn't really show them that much, but man, they picked it up so quick. And, you know, they're, I don't know, it just, it just kind of like instilled that whole thing in me again, where it's like, you know, to, to be good at something, you just gotta, you just gotta do it. You know, you can't just, 
I don't know, have like hopes and shit. You got to have, you have to put some type of effort in, you know, but yeah, there is, there was a film I watched a long time ago. I think it's called waking life. And it was a bunch of really interesting philosophical, like it's like an anthology of, of rotoscoped animation. Uh, it was a bunch of deep philosophical things. It's a really, really cool film. Um, yeah, you definitely linked that to me. I'll check that yeah, out. Yeah, it's such a gorgeous film, um, but it, it's a bunch of interviews with different people, and it's all rotoscoped, but uh, one of them that stood out to me was definitely one where they talked about all theory and no action and, um, and how it's easy to get stuck into being someone who is all theory and planning a lot of things, but it can kind of not really mean anything if you don't put into action the, mm-hmm. the words and the plans that you have. So, yeah, yeah, especially when it comes to doing like something that's like a skill set you got to do. Like, shit, we can talk all day. It's like I, I, I've got to the point where like I'm so over small talk when it comes to being like creative. I'm more about like if we're gonna do it, let's do it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, yeah. The, the conversation we were talking about it, we just had that. So, yeah, you know. But <sighs> I don't know. What do you got going on today? I'm going to. I'm just gonna go hang out uh, with a few friends on the other side of town, um, and then in the morning, early in the morning, because my my flight leaves at 9 a.m. Uh, uh, I will be flying up north to see my partner for about a week, and uh, yeah, it'll, that'll be a good time. It'll it'll be a good detox away from the uh, literal hell that Florida can be. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll be it'll be kind of it'll be good to step or step out of the Mad Max world. Truly. Yeah, yeah, it definitely feels like Mad Max out there right now. But uh so you got any um you got any upcoming projects, you got any future shows, streams, new music, what's going on with Goji? Oh yes. So I will be um performing at this this furry dance event up in New Hampshire. Uh I think right, it's right. yeah, it's next weekend. Um no, it's the weekend coming up. I <laughs> that's how busy I've been. I, I'm getting my my date's wrong, but, uh, yeah, I have, uh, I'm playing Prowl, uh, up in New Hampshire this weekend and that'll be really fun. That's going to be about an hour and 40 minutes of mixing and I'm just going to completely wing it. Cause I, ever since I, ever since I learned how to mix on the fly, it's just actually been, it's made my sets a lot more fun and, and creative, but, uh, yeah, I, I'll be up in New Hampshire for Prowl this weekend. And then in September I will be, flown out to the uk and being i'll be playing a show in liverpool uh uh, this organization that uh is holding it yeah this organization that's holding it they're called new horizons and um it'll be my first time i've ever been over in the uk and that's gonna be amazing you're gonna love that i know you are yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i'm 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 super i'm super stoked yeah (laughs) so (laughs) And and I mean I, I I hope that even that opens up even more opportunities for me. Um, I mean like I'm one sure of, it will. yeah, like like one of my top cities on Spotify is actually London. Um, surprisingly, so I mean not surprisingly with the kind of music I make, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I th- and I think it'll be a great fit, man. I'm sure they'll love to have you. Yeah, and that'll that'll be a great time. I'm I'm super excited for that. Look, this interview is not for you. <laughs> oh my gosh. So Goji, is there some artists you would like to give a shout out to? You think it would be a good fit to come on Third Coast Space Radio? Oh my goodness, yes. Um, 
I want to mention uh, my good friend Russell Buck, uh, who another prominent name in furry who makes really really good uh, rave music. It's more like up tempo and like Y two K. I've seen I've seen I've seen the that name um, come through the cycle a few times. Yeah, the show, but I think I know of them that you're talking about for sure. Yeah, yeah, I definitely recommend them, and I would also highly recommend my friend Kelvin, who has just been on the up and up. He He's also based in Europe, another low-key furry. Um, he, he makes very similar music to what I make. Uh, lots of UKG, lots of garage, lots of vibey, um, up-tempo house stuff. Fantastic musician. Um, definitely highly recommend Russell Buck and Kelvin. Yeah, I'll definitely have to get those names from you just because I'm a bad speller. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> but... um. Oh yeah, dude, it's gonna be. It sounds like you you got uh, you got your plate full, man. Yeah, it's, it's a fun yeah, I, yeah I, I've, I've, I'm blown away because I mean, after going from my burnout in the pandemic of like almost quitting to like going on my first international show, like it, the the journey has been insane, and I mean, I, I feel it's all a result of like determination and persistence, and like you know, if you don't see you don't see where you want to be you visualize it and you just just keep going and 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 it's been such an unexpected and and positive ride for me and i mean i i went on my first uh tour uh last summer and i mean i played a few cities in florida and then one in texas but like the fact that i went on my first tour and i played that many shows in that quick succession like that was very surreal it did not feel real uh, at certain points and it's definitely something I, I would love to do again yeah. hello thought I lost hello? you there for a second it was still recording I'm sure it was yeah if, if he's in, in the mix it, it was recording so where can people find you Goji I'm on your favorite streaming platform. Um, that is Goji, G-O-J-I-I. Uh, you can also find me on my Bandcamp. Bandcamp, uh, actually, it's goji.bandcamp.com. That's where you can find uh, most of my music. You can also find me on Mixcloud. I believe that is mixcloud.com forward slash Goji Music. Um, but yeah, you can find me find me almost anywhere. Um, and... Um, yeah, definitely, definitely check it out if if vibey, ethereal kind of music uh, is definitely your jam. So, for sure, for sure. So I'm gonna let you let you have this last little bit, man. You can speak your piece, say whatever you want. You can say "fuck Ron DeSantis," like I don't care. Whatever <laughs> you want to say, the floor is yours. And I'm happy to have you on the show, man. And I'll leave that to you. Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I want to say that if you're out there and you are struggling to keep your head up and keep pressing forward, no matter how hard it can be, it can seem very hard sometimes um, as someone who has been through a very, very rough life. Uh, always keep going. There will be people out there who definitely care about you. And there, there's so much you can offer to the world uh, just by being yourself. And also, before I go, I would like to say fuck Ron DeSantis. Um, his his fascist uh, ideals are are definitely uh, I 
will not stand to have in my home country. And um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we won't stand either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's I. I really don't. I really don't like that man. <laughs> it's agreeable. Well, yeah. man, I'm glad you got to get on the show. Um, I'm sorry we kind of had to do this with my cat and you know the gardener and all that shit. Oh, it's all good. I'm gonna make sure to put them all in the cover. (laughs) 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 Yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I very much enjoyed this talk. And this was Kid Luna, Third Coast Base Radio, Goji. We out. See ya. Peace.
listening to Third Coast Base Radio.
Let's go. What's up, everybody? It's Kid Luna here. Shit, we got my boy Bryce in here. I'm going to let him go ahead and introduce himself. You know, I'm going to let him go ahead and slide in with the magic that he <laughs> presented for us today, man. That makes us fire, bro. Hey, thank you so much, y'all. Uh, I go by Aware. I'm based in Dallas, and I hope you guys enjoyed my mix. It's definitely pretty close to me with everything that I put in there. Something that's, you know, close to my heart, represented my mind a lot recently. So I'm a little self-conscious of it. So don't go too ham on me. You know, don't don't go too crazy on me later. <laughs> no, bro, that, that mix was excellent, man. That mix was excellent. Thank you. Um, thank you. Shit, before we slide there, let's just go ahead and tell me about yourself, man. Who is Bryce? Who's aware? Yeah, yeah. So I've been making music for about like, three or like three and a half years, four years almost. And, um, you know, I started where, you know, shoot, we, maybe we, we don't talk about this too much, but I started with like a cracked FL studio and FL studio 12. <laughs> like that was the only thing we could crack. And like the key gen music, bro, was just like so cool to me. Cause it was just so mystical mm -hmm. sounding. It was like some drum and bass thing. And I was like, man, yeah, it would be really cool to do stuff like that in the future. But for a while, I didn't touch it at all. I had it for maybe a year. Um, but then, you know, crazy stuff happened in my life. With uh, I lost my uncle right before oh, the pandemic had started, like a year before the pandemic had started, which was on my birthday. And then the pandemic Damn, happened <laughs> literally so super close to my birthday was when they announced like Wuhan like had some crazy shit happening and we didn't know it was, you know COVID yet but it was like you know after my uncle passed away uh I have a really good friend his name is Justin based in Dallas goes by Jay whatever and he's a really just great audio engineer and like this man knows his stuff but I was talking to him one day and he literally sat me down and made me install this cracked FL Studio to my computer. And I was like, bro, I don't know if I should do this. He's like, nah, dude, just do it, just do it. So I did it and, you know, I talked to him one day and I was just, you know, feeling really down. And I was like, man, like, I, I don't really know what to do. And he's just like, dude, open FL yeah. Studio. Um, and I did and, you know, in real life, you know, I, I call it like in the day, you know, Superman in the day. I'm a software engineer, software developer. I, I enjoy coding and all that stuff. And then at night, you know, I explore my inner darkness with my music. And that's just kind of like, I love music for that. It's allowed me to see my other self, I guess. And, you know, I guess that's also where my name comes from too, is just understanding that there is a side of me I wasn't aware of until I started making music. And mm -hmm. um, my goal for my music really is to, I hope like one day there's like people that my music helps them get through rough times like Val did for me or Skypeer did for me. Some guys in bass, like the bass trap scene I listened to got me through rough mm -hmm. ass times in 20 like 16, 2017, 
um, really tough times in my life. Um, and so I want my music to do the same thing with someone. And, you know, if I ever met them, that would just, you know, that would be amazing to me. Um, you know, that's kind of really what I would love to see. Yeah. Yeah, no, most definitely. Yeah. So you said you're into coding, man. Tell me a little bit more about your, your, your background, man, like your personal background. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, right now I live in Carrollton and, um, for software development work, uh, at a company called Paycom. We do like benefits, stuff like that. Um, I started coding long ago when I was in, shoot, I was like a little, I was a little kid, bro. I was a little kid with that squeaky voice and I was like <laughs> trying to make games. I wanted to like create games. So yeah. my friend got me on Game Maker and then I wanted to like do more custom stuff, but you couldn't do it unless you learned how to code. So that's mm -hmm. how I got into coding and it just worked with my mind like math. I honestly enjoy a lot. It makes so much sense to me. And coding basically is math that you just like, it's like a language talking to math basically is kind of how I see coding. Um, gotcha. And yeah, I love making websites with it and, you know, mobile applications. Like those are all things I really enjoy to do. I love designing things, but I'm not that good at it, but I do enjoy trying. Uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, that's, you know, the job side of things for me. Yeah, no, that's pretty sick, man. So you're, you're pretty busy throughout the day. <laughs> yes, man. Yes. I, I wish I was not as much so I could do a lot more music. I know, Hey, anybody that is waiting on me for projects and stuff, I'm sorry, man, I'm sorry, but I will get to y'all. I promise. I literally promise y'all. And if, if I don't keep that, man, get me. Uh, but yeah, no, I am very busy, man. Um, very, very busy. No, I feel that, man. So let's talk about your, it's like, since you've had a coding background, let's talk about like your music, musical background, bro. So like, yeah. did you just pick up crack FL or like, were you fucking making like music with instruments or like, how did that come about? Man, yeah. <laughs> so long time ago when I was, uh, I think I was nine or 10, my, uh, my mom wanted me to try piano lessons and I maybe did piano lessons for about a month or two. And I just quit. Mm -hmm. I literally just quit because my piano teacher was just a hard ass. Like she was tough. Like she would be hitting me with like this ruler on my hands to arch my <laughs> hand. I was like, yo, I, I got so mad at her. And I was like, okay, you know what? Nah, I'm done. I'm done. And so stepped away from making, like learning the piano. And I kind of regret that because I'm trying to learn it again. Uh, and, mm -hmm. you know, I have a teacher, well, had a teacher before things just got crazy. Um, I appreciate you, XTN, shout out. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, God, I will come back to you too. But yeah, I stopped. Scar, my boy, that. dude. <laughs> Scar. No, what? PTSD, no, yes, man. You don't understand. I've yeah. never seen like someone so serious. I don't think I've ever met someone so serious as her uh, ever since. But 
you know, <laughs> get some type of slavery flashback. Oh, what? Bro, what? No, no, no. We can't go there, bro. We can't go there. Like, yeah, it might get a little crazy. It might get a little crazy. You know, this podcast episode might be canceled, you know? <laughs> nah, nah. Bro. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I stopped learning how to play music that that time. But my uncle, you know, my other late uncle was super like he was like a savant with the piano and um oh nice i was just gonna ask you if you had any like musicians in your family yeah yeah my um late uncle man he literally i mean he was like art everything he taught me how to draw when i was like i think when i was like four i think i remember being four and the first thing i ever drew was this rocket ship he taught Mm -hmm. me how to draw but he was incredibly gifted and you know, when he passed, you know, I still have a lot of his sketchbooks, um, random stuff that he did, some of his music scores, because he would try to write music himself, too. Um, can't read it for shit, but uh, maybe I'll learn how to read the music scores soon. Um, but yeah, um, he was he kind of inspires me every day when I try to make music and when I think about the future of my music it's almost like i'm paying you know some type of homage to him because uh you know i felt like i didn't get enough time with him he passed away when i was mm-hmm. in middle school and if he was you know around right now man like it i can't even imagine like what conversations we could have uh you know what times like if he got to come to a show or something man it would just be yeah. crazy so I do a lot of this, you know, to remember him too, and to always make sure I'm flexing my creative side. Uh, I think it's just incredibly important that we stay creative. So, yeah, yeah, well, most definitely, most definitely, dude. Well, I will say, man, that mix was pretty creative, bro. You went from like, like an <laughs> like an East Asian influence with like like funk and trap, bro, like some dark emotional shit but you pretty pretty much explain that at the beginning of the episode i'm like well damn he hit that shit on the on the head right yeah yeah so let's let's get into that mix a little bit man sure like, sure is any tracks out or what what's up with that man we've had a guy send in an all original mix bro it's fucking crazy with it all unreleased just all unreleased yeah track, and i was just like that damn it <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah I mean, I tried to get to a completely all unreleased, but um, there's just, you know, a lot of the songs that I was planning to use, I didn't think were really good enough yet to put into it. But, mm-hmm. you know, the you know how I sent you like an hour and you're like, oh, no, 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 we, we need just half, yeah. <laughs> half an hour. And I was like, oh, shit, no. Um, that... You know, making that hour mix was tough as hell. It was tough because I know, I, and I and I and I, uh, I totally understood too, bro. And I was like, "Damn, like no, how can I no. how can I do this?" No, you're but, fine. No, you're fine. I'm just glad I did it, man. Because honestly, trying to make that reminded me of, you know, the I think like as artists, you know, we improve so quickly when we really are trying to grow and. Mm-hmm. I think we really lose sight of like the music we made in the past and how good it really was for what we did. Even if mm-hmm. the mix wasn't right or something, there was like some type of like ingenuity 
of the old music we made that didn't know as much as we do now. And mm-hmm. it was like more raw. So um, a couple songs in the mix I had already released. I opened up with a song I recently released, which is Rivers of Thought, um, just mm-hmm. because I think Rivers of Thought is probably the best description of probably my whole like mindset in my music journey. Um, and then Mind and Soul is a song that I also put in there as well as Origin. Um, and Origin is honestly like a really special track. Like I did, I get mixed opinions. And my boy Justin I talked about, yeah, he, he, he always says like, ah, I'm still not sure about those vocals. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe you're right. But Origin, like I think encompasses like everything about me in that one song. And I wanted it to almost be like in the middle to like split it apart and then go into some of my collab tracks, like one of them. Yeah. yeah, One of them with Vox from uh, Africa. He's based in Egypt. Love this man. Um, Shout him out. I'll shout him out later. But our track together called a better option literally was like one of the first tracks I made as aware. And Mm -hmm. it, you know, it just came out so great. It felt so natural making it with him. Love that guy. And then everything else unreleased, uh, worked on quite a bit. I've sent it to some people just to get ideas, but um, yeah, I mean, there's a track that I'm trying to find out how to release it, where to release it with uh, (laughs) Vixed and Ryu that kind of comes towards the end. And, you know, it's a special song to us because I think like all of us were really represented in that track. And it's Mm -hmm. all that song kind of was just super close to all of us. Somehow we found a way to put a really big piece of ourselves in that track. And, you know, we're trying to find a good home for it online. Like if we're going to release it with, you know, under a collective or something like that, we're not too sure yet, but hopefully that gets released at some point. Um, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Let me know. So who inspires your soundscape, man? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so outside of, you know, the scenes that people, you know, might be, you know, pretty familiar with, I would say probably the first real experience um, that inspires me a lot is uh, Miyazaki. Um, Miyazaki from Studio Ghibli films that the musical scores in those films is something that is just constantly playing in my head or something that sounds like that. Like East Asian music to me is just so nice, but also the traditional sound of like older instruments that were used in East Asian music almost feels like it's healing to me. So yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it has like kind of like long winded. Those notes are like, they kind of, mm-hmm. they kind of like, they feel like a, like a little dream, you know? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah it's I was like a big fan of those um, those films as well. Yeah, nice cultured, my man's cultured. Yes, <laughs> that's what I like to hear. <laughs> that's what I love to hear. Um, but in terms of artists in the scene or close to the scene, uh, Val definitely is uh, probably you know one of the biggest inspirations. 
Um, I discovered his track called Drained in okay. probably one of the darkest moments like of my life. And when I heard it, it was like, damn, this is exactly how I feel. Just mm-hmm. drained, just tired of the bullshit. And like, I like realized that I was like, man, I need to like change myself. Like I want to do more of my life and where I'm currently at right now, it's just not it. Mm-hmm. Um, so he inspires me a lot. Um, and just his soundscapes are beautiful. What he does with sampling is just crazy. Skypeer, um, a man in the bass trap scene, based in Germany, I think. But mm-hmm. his, dude, his trap is just so nice. And, you know, the reverb and delay on like 808 sides is just ridiculous. Like, still have yet to try to figure that out. Tried it in Origin. I think I'm getting closer, but. Um, those two guys in um, close to the scene really inspire me. And then, of course, like um, of Dream, yeah, mm-hmm. man. Um, okay. When I first discovered his music, it was in yeah. like the Wave Mob albums, and I was like, man, you know what? Like one day, I was just listening to this like the songs, and I was like, man, you know, why hasn't he released music? Because I, I wasn't in the scene that much. Like, I just listened to I made playlists and plays, but I never dove into the scene and, like, really got to know artists. Well, he was the first yeah. person I tried to learn more about and, you know, figured out that, you know, he had passed away not that long ago. Maybe it was probably, like, seven months, like, in the past then that I discovered that he was, you know, he passed away. And yeah, fucking that sucks, man. But yeah, and it, it was just like his music just sounds so raw. And you know, some of the songs you like, you know, you, some people might say it's like not the craziest mixes, but man, it's like there's something about his music that felt so real, almost like a call for help. That you know, looking back at it now. It's like, man, maybe like that was what was going on and no one really mm-hmm. realized it. We just enjoyed his music, but maybe we didn't think more past that. Um, mm-hmm. And so that just really inspires me to leave a message in my music somehow. Um, if it's a dark message or a light message, I think we should, you know, be in tune with our dark selves, our dark sides. Mm-hmm. as well as like this happy-go-lucky side we usually want to be in. I think there's power in knowing both sides. And that's kind of where my music, I want to put it, is some happy stuff, but, you know, a lot of the dark stuff that people don't really like to tap into, but I think mm-hmm. is important. Yeah, no, most definitely. Um, I feel people kind of get that, kick off of like murder music <laughs> but you know yeah. that's like you know that's like just so super saturated of like yes. feeling yeah but no i totally understand man i mean so <clears throat> let me ask you so yeah. like i know so you you know you code all day like becoming aware like like has that taught you anything like like as a person or like about yourself you know, mm-hmm. or is it just kind of like, like, 
you know, also like an identity thing from like work basically as well. Cause it's like almost like within this, like a, an escape too, you know? Cause I mean, mm. people do that with their music as well, but you know, how is that for you? Like, how is, how is aware? Is he like, is he just a part of you or is this like a, just one emotion you're expressing uh, through like a musical outlet? Like, how is that for you, bro? Wow, that that is just a great question. First off, like, man, that is a great question. Um, aware to me is uh, it's definitely a second identity, but mm-hmm. I almost want aware to be a shared identity where like aware I chose as well for the verb. It's like to be aware. Are you aware? Mm -hmm. And like using it like that, I think like a lot of people could be like, oh, yeah, I'm aware. Or, hey, are you aware? You know, some people use it jokingly and that's really fun. I love it. Mm -hmm. And I think that allows like other people to participate in my identity as well, because I want aware to be something that's like shared among everybody. But it is a it's like the self-expression of the darker side of me that um, most people that know me in real life and hang out with me, like, mm-hmm. you know, I try to be positive, high energy. And, you know, I always just try to take care of everybody. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think I do that that well for myself. And some people like my girlfriend love her. Like she really just takes care of me a lot. And she, is like the person that kind of like has this safety net behind me because, mm-hmm. you know, I try to, I want to take care of everybody. It's just like in my nature to do so. Um, but I don't think sometimes I'm good at taking care of myself and aware is just kind of something like that where, you know, like I said, shared identity, it's like a mm-hmm. community that I would like to build around it where everybody feels like this is something that is a part of them too. So guess it's a long-winded answer for that but maybe that answered some things yeah i don't know no i and i I totally i totally get it i mean because like i you know i've met you personally you know i've met you here out in dallas i was actually thinking about doing this um show um our show just live it's been a while since we've done like a live thing oh yeah that would be Um, crazy but uh, my my weekday or is so is so crazy sometimes. Man. Yeah, so no worries. Like, yeah, <clears throat> but I mean, shit, we're here now. Yes, but yes, we are. Like, yes, we are. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, it's like if you know meeting you off rip, you know you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't think that off off the jump. You know, it's just kind of like, um, you know, because you're a pretty humble guy and like shit, you've been pretty chill since I met you. You know, but your music is like dark emotional and expressive so it's like you know just trying to see the split in between and now hearing like you know that you do coding through the day um you know i mean is it kind of therapeutic for you in a way like do you find this yes Yes, (laughs) like yes yes it it is so i get lost in it you know i get lost now and i start making music and especially like when I'm in a good place. Like I know when we last saw each other, you know, I was talking to you about how like, you know, I've been on the search for myself for a while and like Mm -hmm. I was just in a rough spot, Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, just depressed, man, and full of anxiety, 
like scared of tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, you're good though. Now, yeah. Right? Oh, how you, how you doing? Man, now, bro? Doing so much better and so much better. And to the people that literally have just been like keeping in touch with me when I feel like I haven't been doing as much for them, you know, I appreciate y'all mm-hmm. guys so much. Like people from across the world, man, literally checking in on me is just like ridiculous. And I appreciate it so much. And I need them to know that, like, literally without them, I don't know. You know, I don't know where I'd be right yeah. now. Um, and people like you getting to see y'all here, like uh, in person, close and personal and, you know, having real ass conversations is just like it gives me a lot of life. So doing much better now. Most for sure doing much. But it Most is therapeutic. Yeah, man. Glad yeah. Like music for me, it's just it's it's. You know, I had a different identity before Aware called Lonely Sword. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Let me hear yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that. Yeah, Lonely Sword. Ah, a little cringy, but you know, it was like, okay, like I, I had this mindset. It's, I yeah. mean, maybe for you. Oh, no, really? Me. You like it? Oh, oh man, about to Bro, make me cry, man. Yeah, but, I mean. Dude, I mean, no one really thinks about. I mean, sometimes names like do be kind of cringy, but not that ah, one, bro. Damn, I mean, thank you. Like most niggas with swords, <laughs> when they fight with swords, they only got one, bro. <laughs> so, True. I, yeah, I, would, I guess you'd be. I guess it was like shit. My name was oh, two swords. Oh yeah, yeah mm, twins. Two I mean, swords, is, bro. Uh, yeah, there is like twin a swords. twin swords. Twin? Yeah, twin oh, well, swords kind of. That sounds hard. Though. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah, bro. A couple, hey, couple swords, a uh, few swords, a group of swords. Yeah, I mean, you can really get a whole armory of swords, yeah. you know? Shit, sing- single blade is, is, is yeah. Yeah, we over here. Hey, don't, hey, don't get yo, those names, yo. yo do not you know, yeah, hey, don't to, uh, take those aliens. names. Uh, yeah, there's some people behind those names already, guys. Like, those names are taken. You heard it from here first. But... Yeah, I mean, so Lonely Sword, ha. Huh. Yeah, if Justin was here in this call, my boy Jay, whatever, he would be just laughing a lot because I think this man really like told the future to me like many times and I wouldn't mm-hmm. listen to him. But he always like wondered about my name, Lonely Sword. Um, and I had this weird mindset, man. I don't know if it was ego or um, just fear, but it was like, I felt like, I was just against mm-hmm. the world. And I named it Lonely Sword because it was like, I'm going to like do my thing and make like this cut on the world, like myself. I'll do it by myself because there's just nobody I felt like I could be my true self with. So I was like, man, I don't know if I'll mm-hmm. be able to collab. I don't know if I'll be able to really meet other people that think like me. So I just kind of gave up on the world and that was where my mindset yeah. was at when I first started making music. And, you know, Justin always told me, like, there will be a day that you will want to collab with people and your name is going to be like, you will not want your name because it's like, bro, your name is like the total opposite of collaboration, the total opposite of community. And at that time, I'm like, nah, bro, it's OK. It's, it's, it's a cool name. But, you know, really, when I decided to be aware I was like, man, I want to like let go of Lonely Sword because it just represented like a naive way of thinking of like 
trying to go and attack mm-hmm. this world alone and do things all by myself just does not make sense. Being here today in this call with you only came because of people that I met and, you know, were willing to help me. And that like is something that is just priceless. So yeah, Lonely Sword, man. I was super Asianed out, like super East Asian, bro. I bet you, st- I bet you still got that handle though. Oh, oh, I do. I do, just in case. Yeah, we can't ever drop that. We can't. anybody tries to get into that shit, bro, I will find you, bro. Best believe I got, I got my network up. I got my network skills up. I be coding. Don't, don't mess with me, dude. Don't play with me. Now we do have it because yeah, it's just it's a cool name. I, it's a cool name. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just in journey, uh, enjoying the <laughs> yeah. journey now, man. Like where I'm at now, like I'm just so excited, and you know, I love what aware is becoming. Um, mm-hmm. And there's definitely a lot of plans in the way of like, uh, you know, just trying to push myself to be, you know, even further. Yeah, dude, most definitely. I fucks with that. So uh, is there any advice you can give, like, some upcoming producers? I know you said you've been, um, I mean, so what's, like, around some you can say you've been making music for, like, before the doll, I guess? And add that in as a little question. Oh, um, before the doll? Yeah, like, just in general. Oh, just in general, yeah. Um, I would just say probably four years. I would say I'd be making music, rounded, yeah. About yeah, four years. Yeah, so definitely, man. Is there some? Is there some, some advice you can give any upcoming producers? Yeah, for sure. Um, first, first, and probably most important thing: ask for help. Ask for help. Like, if there is something that you are just having questions about, and there's somebody that you've seen that does it well, and you're like, man, how do they do that? Sometimes the best thing is just to ask them. Or mm-hmm. ask people, like, what can you do to improve your music? Like, make sure you drop the ego and just know, like, there's a journey of learning and be excited to learn, but also be, like, ready to help other people, too. I, I don't believe in only accepting help and <clears throat> never helping, you know, other people as well. So just mm-hmm. help people and accept help and ask for help whenever you can. I think it will take you a very long way. It's taking me a far way already, you know, within two years of being aware. It's like where I am now is just like crazy. I just never thought I'd be here um, like three and a half years ago. So yeah, super excited. Me neither, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, bro. It's crazy how time, you know, changes you, man. It's, awesome yeah so what's your favorite doll and is it just a tool come on man like fl studio (laughs) gang forever fl studio gang forever bro (laughs) let me get my fl gangs let me get my fl gangs in the audience that's right yeah oh man yeah 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 what yeah Yeah. uh like and you know i will say a da is mostly a tool but you know i think every dog represents your way of thinking and i think like as a tool i feel like 
It's like bleach. You know, like the anime bleach and everyone has like their Zanpak toes and it's like every Zanpak toe has like a spirit and like their spirit just makes sense with that person. I think a DAW is like that. It's like, got to find the DAW that is like your spirit. It like, when you go to work in it, it just makes sense with you. That's how FL Studio is for me. All where everything is, where it makes sense. It just makes sense to me. Um, and I enjoy it so much. Um, how many dolls did you hop around through till you found like that sweet one? Yeah, so I tried Ableton. Um, that was not a fun experience. I like, I just could not figure Ableton out. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, the piano roll is godly in FL Studio. Not having that piano roll is just, it's not the same. It, it hurts my soul. Uh, tried Logic, and Logic is honestly really cool. Um, but it's still just was kind of missing, like, the ability to control certain things. So tried that. Pro Tools, I don't even think that's a DAW people use to make music. I think it's always used for recording. If someone uses it to make music, they're monsters. They're <laughs> literal monsters. Like, I don't know how y'all do it. Wait, but, I think didn't Skrillex yeah. do that back in the day or some shit? Really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. What? No wonder. He's a monster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's a monster. He, yeah. he's a it monster. used to be like that we were talking about earlier about like the subscription shit. Like it used to be desperate yeah. back then, bro. Oh you know? my god! Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's still kind of like that is now, man. Like if you can, the less money you can spend on being able to make music and get like a, a solid result, because you know a lot of people get caught up too on sound design. But yep, like if you yep. can find something that can save you, like as much money as possible and not kind of get in that train of like, oh, I got to have my room looking like a streamer or some shit. Like you'll be so much better <laughs> off. I mean, it's good to have a small yeah. sway, most definitely, you know, but don't let True. that be like a hindrance on like your creativity. Cause like, like, yeah, I mean, Ableton, you get everything you need right there, but it, you know, everything it has comes with a manual. So like, you know, True. if you know, if you're not really prepared for that, that shit can burn you out real quick, you know. But mm. great. I mean, yeah, that is great advice. Shit, do you have um, any go to VSTs that you like to use? Or do you got oh, any yeah. hardware, bro? So I do have some hardware. I have uh, the Micro Freak. I haven't okay, used the okay. Arteria Micro Freak. Really cool little synth. I, I need to use it more, but um I don't use hardware that much, but my mm-hmm. go-to VST is Vital, Vital synth. And I know, yeah, I like some vital. people are probably like, ah, no, Vital over I Serum. I like the Vital, dude. Yeah. Anybody that says that, <laughs> bro, <laughs> bro. Uh, you know, it's okay, like, look, we already look, bro. Bro. Hey, when I be making a fat Reese in Serum, sometimes I be hearing it. It sounds a little deeper than Vital sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I think it just really depends. I think it depends on you know uh, how much you've like done sound design i think anything can work but i will say vital i like a lot it just the interface is nice and i got a really cool skin with it too that looks really cool um but i will say if you're using vital like 
turn there like on every oscillator when you turn it on there's like phase randomization turn mm-hmm. that to zero percent it will sound a lot better and it will sound more consistent um for anyone using vital please please do I'm that just, it right changes that everything right now bro i'm doing yeah. it right now do it right now. Like turn like when you have that oscillator on, phase randomization's at a hundred percent. So it starts you randomly in the wave table. So it, it sounds weird sometimes. Like you will press a key. Like say you make an eight oh eight. Sometimes you'll press your key and it plays it in a certain way. Next time you press it, it's different. That that sucks. I think that messes up the sound quality a little bit when you don't mm-hmm. know what it's gonna be. I think that can be cool sometimes, but when you're making your bases, that's usually where people say like vital lacks compared to serum is like mostly in the bases, like Reese's and your subs. You can get a really good one in vital as long as you turn that thing down, turn it down. But yeah, vital's my go-to. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I definitely took some note of that. Uh, I'm pretty sure anyone else that uses Vital that didn't know that will. Oh, please do, guys. I (laughs) hope y'all do. I hope I helped (laughs) y'all. Yeah. So, shit, how is it staring at a blank doll? Yeah. How do you get started? Well, I think that's the thing. Uh, It's not blank. Um, It used to be blank. Um, Mm -hmm. But then over time, I was like, man... Like I found some things that I always was doing all the time. And that's like, as a software developer, that's something we do all the time is we see what we do on a con- like consistent basis. And then it's like, okay, if we are always doing this, let's just make something that does it for us. And that's kind of what I do is I've set up a template that has routing like exactly how I want. It has bus tracks, it has um reverb and delay track specifically and then it already has a sidechain set up too um or whenever i put my kick in it will just automatically just sidechain the whole track um which people usually have it set for and i have it like that so um i definitely think you should start with a template eventually over time after you learn what you do how you work make a template because it just helps you to create as quick as possible. So that's that's how it is for me when I open it up. Yeah, I was going to say, man, like using a template can really help. Oh, my God. My cat is in here being an asshole. Get out of here, bro. Oh, yeah. Right now, dude. <laughs> trying to get this beetle, bro. Oh, yeah. Trying to get this fucking beetle, dude. To have my dog come in here, too. <laughs> like, oh, what's going on? Jim Beatles. Yep, yep. Hey, man, yo. Hey, better watch out. (laughs) Knock over some crazy (laughs) shit. But yeah, no, having, um, also having that coding discipline really helps you organize and have something ready to go. Cause like, that can give you roadblock Mm. immediately, man. Not having something ready sometimes when you're not able to write. Yes. Um, That's helped me out immensely um, this year in like, the the end of last year i've had like some templates and shit ready so like when i get off of work and know that i want to write a song and not know what i want to do like the vibe is already there and then before i know it like I, this song's halfway done so it's like um you know or at least the first part of the song's done so it's like that's a lot already um yes exactly and especially i can that could probably be immensely helpful 
if you're making like a particular genre, like, you know, like you do. So it's like, yeah, like, yeah, most definitely workflow becoming like fucking, I don't know. <laughs> it'll be coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That flow state, yeah. man. You got to get in that flow state like the avatar. You got to get in there as quick as possible and harness it as quickly as you can because you know you come in with an idea usually when you turn on your daw um but you quickly lose the idea when it's like you're trying to find stuff and yeah that's something that i've just learned to really mitigate get to creating as quick as you can so how do you um maintain and find inspiration and motivation after a day of coding yeah um that's a great question so and just life in general yeah um i stayed to myself uh i like a lot of people you know send me tracks to listen to and you know things like that i i do enjoy doing that and giving feedback wherever i can if they really want it Mm -hmm. um i don't seek out a lot of outside music a lot like maybe every day i listen to now like uh, give or take like an hour or two mm-hmm. of music outside of myself. Gotcha, um, gotcha. I mostly do that because sometimes I get caught up in the mindset of like, dang, how did this person do this? Like, how, mm-hmm. wow, this sounds amazing. How did they do that? And like, you go to all these places thinking of how can you make your music like so-and-so or this song that sometimes you just lose like, sense of your true self Mm -hmm. um that's something that i do um and you know i think i'm also i'm trying to learn different genres trying to put myself in different places i started the opposite way of what most people tell you to do where it's like hey learn multiple genres learn how to produce them and then you can make your own stuff even better but i started where it's like from the get-go make whatever you think makes sense to you try as hard as you can and then over time learn genres to enhance like what you created so it's always starting like from yourself and then just being enhanced by others outside of yourself is kind of the mindset i go with that nice so do you think you know, if you were to like branch out listening to other music, do you think there would be like a fear that you might like something as much as Wave or more and maybe want to make something else? Well, that's a great question. <laughs> um, there is some crazy ass color based songs that I'd be hearing. And honestly, I know like, um, you know, listening to your shows in the past, like you talked about like DJing versus producing. Definitely, mm-hmm. you know, I want to talk about that in a bit, but yeah, I mean, I have listened to other genres. I'm like, damn, I do want to make like music like that too. Also, mm-hmm. because I'm like doing live shows, um, I find that I can't play my music a lot of the time. Um, that's a hard thing to do, bro. I barely can yes. do it myself sometimes, and like, and I get some yes. love for my tracks too, but like at the same time, like. You know, being a DJ before I was a producer, like I'm in a different Mm -hmm. mindset when I'm putting my sets together, you know, so. Yes. um, And I'm working on that a lot more now because like my music is like leaning more towards what I will play. Um, 
But, mm-hmm. you know, that takes a while from being a, you know, DJ, um, you know, DJing from, because I started DJing like 2011 or some shit, bro. But Sheesh, um, you're a monster. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Really it, but I mean, yes. how's that for you, bro? Like DJ versus the producer? Like, should you be perfectly skilled at both before jumping in the scene or, or what, bro? No, no. I, I honestly think that... No matter where you start, um, you're going to get somewhere. I don't think it's a good idea to try to master something before other people hear it because mm-hmm. you could spend so much time, as much time as you want. But as soon as you meet like real people and they give you their real opinions, mm-hmm. then it might put you right back to the drawing board anyways. So I think you should put yourself into both sides uh you know depending on what you're trying to do like if you just want to be a dj that's great put yourself in live shows as quick as you can like try to get live gigs as quick as you can or if you're a producer put your music out there as quick as you can shoot if you want to rebrand later you can like i did but give feedback so then that way like you can get an extra sense because i think um perfection his, they say perfection is like the villain of um what do they like being good I, I forget what the saying how the saying goes but mm-hmm. perfectionism definitely kills your creativity sometimes because it's like trying to reach perfection you start to lose sense of like weird random stuff that could happen and EJing at live shows and trying to do live shows Sometimes, like, shit does not go the way I thought. And then something cool happens where, shoot, I have to, like, spin a track. I don't really know if it will be right, but I feel like it will be right, like a gut feeling. And then the crowd actually likes that, too. And it was just random. It wasn't planned in the set. You know, stuff like that is just amazing, I think. Um, So in terms of DJ versus producer... I don't think it should be a versus anything. I think you should look at both in equal light because EJing has taught me how to be a a better producer and knowing how to produce has given me ideas on how I build my sets or how I should lead into a transition. Um, I think they work so well together because a producer is DJing. It's just we're doing it through a DAW usually. And then a DJ is a producer it's just that you're not making your own music on the fly. You're using other people's music to create your own songs, which is the mix for the show. Um, mm-hmm. So I think they work hand in hand. I understand. They they kind of do in a way, most definitely. So are you a plugins guy, bro? Or are you just only on uh, Vital? Nothing else. Well, now I do have a lot of other plugins I'd be using. Like uh, Arcade is a paid. I it's a subscription base. I know I know how you feel about these subscriptions, man. But oh, look, I know I use them too. I use them oh, too. I just try to keep. I just try to keep okay, them okay. To, to a like, minimum. I just try to keep it to a minimum. Yeah. Yes, yes. That's yes. my only subscription. That's my only subscription uh, plugin right now. Uh, Labs Spitfire Labs, bro. Spitfire Audio Labs is ridiculous. It's it's free, and it has 
so much. Like you download instruments that they release time to time. And man, mm-hmm. like I will say probably shoot all of Lonely Sword in the past, like two years was built from labs by itself because um, it's just so versatile. And even now in Aware, I always have labs up in like every every track I make. Um, it just has anything that you might need, percussion, mm-hmm. instruments, stuff like that. Um, and then like first party FL Studio, three times oscillator is great. It's amazing. It sounds great. Um, Flex is something they introduced like fairly recently really good um they have a lot of stuff to choose from and then sakura like sakura is like crazy dude like great sound engine and it just has weird instruments it has weird sounds and i i love weird you're gonna have to link that uh same you're gonna have to link that oh yeah yeah sakura is like a first party fl studio plugin um and it's just really good but you have to get I think you have to get the biggest edition um and like yeah it's a little expensive to get that edition sometimes i've seen it discounted to hell though where it's like four hundred dollars ridiculous because uh mm-hmm. i paid the 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 highest price it, it hurt it hurt it hurt oh bro that's but fine. It, yeah fine, exactly like it put me in the mindset that it's like i spent this money now, what am I going to do? I'm going to use the shit out of this every day to, you know, make it worth that money. But it's already paid itself back, you know, more than mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, dude. No, I feel I feel I feel the same way. The ones I use and I pay for, it's like I don't even think about it because mm-hmm. I use them so frequently, you know. Um, I'm just going to be mad if, um, you know, machine or a fucking <laughs> tractor, Serato, or any of the motherfuckers try to get on a subscription oh, bandwagon God. for software. Wait, bro. is Serato not and subscription? Serato? Oh, is I don't, know. Well, is, I, is I it? don't know. I mean, but, well, you're talking about oh, Serato, the DAW, right? Not the DJ? I'm talking about, yeah. I mean, it's oh. software. I mean, if if they can, if Adobe can be this way, true. anything. Very true. Uh, you're right. You're right. Like, Oh, yeah, I use Rekordbox and you have to pay like the subscription to record anything. Like, what the fuck? Like, what? Oh, yeah. And Rekordbox. I mean, I use Tractor. I use Rekordbox because, I mean, you got to. You yep. got to be able to organize music to use yep. for like shows. But yep. like, I, I didn't know you. I didn't know. So is it even if you have like a paid for board? Because I know my homie had like a Pioneer. I think it was a. A DJ like XR, I don't know, bro. They always have these fucking weird <laughs> yeah, names too. But either way, like it was only meant for like record box and shit like that. So I wonder if like if he had that board, would you yes, have you to do. pay? You do have or, to pay for it. Because I I have one, and sadly, like yeah, you have to pay to record it into your computer. But the way to get around that is just plug it in <laughs> plug it into your interface yeah there is oh, hey, hey we always got to find ways around this man it, it gets too expensive you know these days so now yeah. like what i can do is uh it has an audio out you know left and right so i just plug that into the inputs of my interface and i record it into fl studio if i want to record now and it's even better to record directly into fl studio because 
it's like you can do a lot with that yes, like yes, you know you can even doctor it up if you need to ready faster do you yeah that's smart man <laughs> Hell yeah yeah because but yeah. i just i'd be pissed bro like when there's a paywall to like a function come on <laughs> you want you want to see Yo. the weird mix bro like hey let me get that 399 real quick hey they're gonna come <laughs> after me but like hey record box look i'm sorry but nah y'all can't do this anymore uh-huh Thing is, yeah, inflation, whoa, inflation is killer, bro. What? America, we're hurting. <laughs> I had to run away to Europe. Man. I wouldn't mind that, though. I got some people in Europe, man. I got some great people in Europe. Man, you might be taking <laughs> hostage, bro. When you a coder, bro? Ike, Ike. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this man is work right now. So... For this little, for the philosophies part, man, we do a little freestyle. So what what does Aware do when he's not making music, he's not coding, and not being the best boyfriend in the world? What is he doing? <laughs> oh, damn, dude. Stop, man. Oh, my heart, my <laughs> heart. Yeah, you make me want to cry on this shit, man. What? I can't do that. Ah, But, okay, I mean, so, yeah, outside of all that, man, a good walk, man, good walk like i walk like shoot when i walk i walk for like two hours almost at a time oh yeah um do you listen i used to listen to music all the time yeah i used to i used to but then now i don't when i go on these walks um sometimes i'll literally put like uh earphones like my airpods Mm -hmm. like in my ear but i don't play anything Mm -hmm. like sometimes i just like it just helps me focus in and it is, you know, I'm always listening to music like my music or someone else's music, like when you're just producing mm-hmm. day in and day out and coding all the time. And it's like that walk is just this bit of like quiet meditation. Um, yeah, such a detach from technology. Yeah, detached from everything technology, because my life is just ruled by technology. Like no matter how much like I want to get away from technology, mm-hmm. bro, like. I can't get away from it unless, like, I take a vacation in the mountains or something, oh, which definitely. I kind of want to do. I saw Barnacle Boy, like, go camping, and he just had, like, some hardware and, you know, his laptop, but, you know, no internet or anything like that, really. Hell yeah, bro. Go out to the dunes like I did, bro. That shit was, like, such a oh, restart. I what? mean, I still had projects Wait, where? and shit that I was doing, but, like, for the most part, like, um, the dunes out in Colorado... Yeah, Whoa, it was, um, that hell yeah, bro. Crazy. It's like, it looks like a fucking Zelda map out there, you know? Like, you got a fucking dunes <laughs> in the middle. Breath of the Wild yeah, shit. Yeah, You got, what? like, fucking snowy mountains surrounding you and shit. Dude, this sounds, like, impossible. What? Yeah, man. I, in Colorado? Yeah, I, wow. I, I, I put some pictures up on IG, but, man, it doesn't really do any justice whatsoever, honestly, bro. Oh, dude, to, yeah, I got to visit Colorado, man. Yeah. I, we have to do a trip next year or some shit. Oh, what? Hey, bro, guys trip. Let's do it, boy. We, we, dude, man, we going to be no, enlightened. My, dude, my girl's going to want to go. We, yeah. Oh, okay. We're going to have to well, take your shot. My girl will come with me, too. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got you. Yeah. We got you. If man. I went out there to the right. desert by myself, bro, we probably would not make it back, dude. <laughs> 
Hey, we would be have to have Bear Grylls find us, man. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Bear Grylls is gonna have to search for us, man, with that minerals and vitamins. We got minerals yeah. and vitamins and two black guys making music <laughs> in the desert. Some shit, bro. It'd be crazy. You might eat on some uh, some shrooms, man, that we're not supposed to be eating on, and just make the craziest music of our lives. But I, you know, I, I'm not saying that's what I do. But you know, oh, I definitely anything can happen in the wilderness. You know, yeah, you know, anything can happen. Yeah, I'm a man that loves organics. Hey, I key, you know, you know, LSD and mess with that a little bit, like, bro, like, honestly, I don't do it anymore. Yeah, but I will say, like, damn, I've done, I've, 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 I've had LSD a couple of times. Crazy. Yes, like. Man, my playing, mind's crazy. Like, uh, <laughs> video games with that shit, yo. Like, yeah, you could do that, bro. Yeah, I well, tried to DJ one time, bro, games. and I didn't. I, you tried I, to DJ? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. It was the worst <laughs> idea, bro. I literally, bro, I literally got through like the first song in the second flume track I mixed, bro. That was it. And then, oh like, oh my god, yeah, I can't like, imagine. Yeah, I guess we're off to the rails a little bit, but fucking yeah. So I did that <laughs> uh, with my homie Rob, and like twenty minutes in, the neighbor comes knocking because like it was some drama, bro, next door. It was so, bro. Oh, Could you imagine, oh, dude? And they're already I drinking, did, and she's just like all in my face, just like your boy Brandon. He over here drinking. Come get your man. <laughs> but I was just no, like, no. yeah, no, bro. And I was just started it. No. I'm like, oh my god, bro. And like, okay, yeah, since we're sh- on this like topic, okay, like, so the first time I ever did it, bro, it was like, it was scary. So, literally, like, you know, my boy, the process he did is like, we turn on the episode of anime and you like, you know, you put the tab on your tongue, and whatnot, and you just let it sit there under your tongue before mm-hmm. you swallow it for that anime episode because, you know, it won't hit you so quickly, so hard if you do it that way. He was just like a genius mm-hmm. with this. Well, my phone just ringing and I'm like, huh? And it's my mom. And it like he picked me up from the house she because, knew. you know, he didn't want me to drive. And she was like, you need to move your car. Like, it's it's in the way I need to leave in the morning. And I was like, oh, no. And like, I just <laughs> swallowed the tab, bro. So luckily, the house is like five minutes away from where my boy was. So we no. we drive over there and bro. It like it started to come yeah, on, and I was like, "Yeah, bro." My mom was like, she was looking at me, and she almost wanted to question, like, "Are you okay?" And but she didn't, yeah. and I was like, "Yeah, I got it, mom. Yeah, I'll, I'll move it." You know, I'm just like, "She definitely focus. You know how it is." Oh yeah, my first bro, time was what? crazy though, dude. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude! When I was driving, it was like. Like, my boy is five minutes away. Dude, those lights, it was night, you know. Bro, the lights started to become white bars, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, on the side That's of just the always sick, I was like, though. dude. But, you yes, know. it is. It's crazy. It's like you going hyperdrive. But, yeah, yeah. I was so focused. Was so <laughs> focused, dude. Like, never been so focused in my life. I, dude. I was, whew. Yeah. You yeah. were aware, bro. I was, bro, what? Most aware, bro. I was the most aware most I've aware. ever been. <laughs> Yo, that seems crazy. I love it, dude. Yeah. So, shit, man. What you got going on, bro? You got any projects? You got any future shows, streams, new music? What's going on with you? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, trying to make an EP that I'm hoping oh, yeah. to drop in July. Um, some collectives, I'm trying to put some music through, like UFO Wave Collective, and love those guys. Trying to put out some music with them. Probably at least like two tracks, maybe mm-hmm. during the mm-hmm. summer, at least. And then um, the Ronin uh, Collective, great guys there too. Some awesome producers trying to put out a track through them as well. Um, and then, um, you know, some other things with shows possibly um, this fall, trying to see if I can get at least two right now. Um, it's not. Mm-hmm solidified yet but oh bro you um, would make a be... you would make a dope fall show oh man what dude i would love it man i would love it yeah yeah i and you know um you know for shovels uh you know i've i've wanted to like play my music man but i think my music is just like pretty niche and i i feel like a wave show would be like where it makes the most sense for my music currently um, but you know, I love the feeling of putting on a great show for the people, playing the music they like. That also, you know, hypes me up too. But honestly, like sometimes I just like to play music, even if I don't like that music like the best. Seeing mm-hmm. the reactions of people is just like priceless. It's like, it's just like it excites me as if. I'm feeling how they're feeling listening to this music. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah, like I really can't wait to do a show again. Um, you know, really trying to build a good playlist to make a set from. And, you know, if things pan out, shoot a lot of color bass and dubstep and rhythm, bro. Rhythm is kind of crazy. I Shouldn't never heard of it. Yeah, bro. man. Yeah. So, what are you thinking about mixing all yet. three of those together? Shoot. Yes. Yes. Daniel, hell yeah. Yes, yes. Because, man, um, there's just some crazy pl- shows I've been to. Um, Club Kaiju. Shout out Donnie from Club Kaiju, man. He puts oh, yeah, on some crazy shit and just brings some great people together. You, you know, my boy, hey, hey, my boy, Kit Lewis, gonna be doing that shit. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, let's go, bro. Yes, sir. He said it. I can't wait to see that, dude. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, nothing completely confirmed yet. Everything is just kind of like land stage right now. But I will say for sure, EP is like the for sure thing I want to do. Um, I haven't mm-hmm. put together, you know, an EP or anything like that in a long time. Like under Lonely Sword Days, all I like I put out a bunch of like music. I did like two albums two EPs and then like 50 singles or something just ridiculous. Um, so I want to definitely do, I think a weird deserves to have like an EP or something like that. Been learning a lot and I just wanted to like Mm -hmm. blow out all my other music out of the water, um, with the next EP. So that is for sure on the way. Yeah. Can't wait to hear bro. Cannot wait to hear that. Uh, dude. Yes, sir. Thank you. Um, shit, and I can't wait to fucking see you live again, bro. I know that's just gonna be right. Uh, yes, thank you, man. Thank you. It's so cool you were there for that one time, man. Like, 
God, that was my favorite night, man. Dude, I didn't even, I know, and I didn't even, bro. I didn't even know, bro. It was <laughs> also very zooted. So I was, just like, I was like, yep. um, I mean, but I was coming there to network, bro. Mm. Uh, I met this guy there from like Inner Sky Radio. I don't yep, know if you Jamie. Yes, bro. Yeah, bro, dude. I know we, we do shout do outs. Some, we got to do something. Man, you got to, something. you got to get. I know, man. Bro, I know. He is amazing. Amazing. Cannot yeah, wait. Yeah, he told me he does like shit for like movies Dude. and all that shit. And he was showing me some of his what? shit. I'm like, bro, this guy's cool yes. as hell. Yes, yes. Like, Doing damn. crazy shit, man. Crazy shit. And like, he's lived a crazy life before too that he was mm-hmm. telling me about. Man, if he could get on this and like talk about that, yeah. bro, what? Yeah, we're going to do something like, because like, honestly, like, we got, I think, like, three. I could be lying right now. Three or two more episodes left in this season. Nice. And, um, you know, maybe I can start opening up with something like that. I don't know. We got some shit in the works when Rashad gets back. But yeah, yeah, no, that would be that would be sick, bro. And what would be even sicker of doing this also live together and having a venue. Oh, yes, dude. Yes. Like definitely get some shit like that. You know, also, you know you know, finally meeting Donnie like face to face and everything, you know, so like we got we got all of the keys for the doors. Yes. We just gotta put that house together. You facts, know I mean? facts. And uh, shoot, foundations but, everything, man. You know, sometimes slow in the beginning, but a good foundation builds a better house, you know. Yeah, and honestly we just I mean we just need some more like safer and just more community yes. music scenes out here. Yes, bro. bro. Yes. God. It's really killing like Dallas oh, music bro. scene, bro. Yes. <clears throat> yes. I'm glad to be out of Deep Ellum, you know, when like Club Kaiju used to be at RBC all the time and um now mm-hmm. they're green elephant um mostly. And man, like that's such a huge difference. Like it just feels, you know, safer. I think people really enjoy themselves a lot more at Green Elephant now because Deep yeah. Ellum is just... It's very crazy. down to earth. It's just very down to earth there. But Deep Ellum, bro, like, you got you got just, you got got just too much too much action oh, going yes, on everywhere, dude. you know? I, it's, dude, I've gotten in a couple of fights, like, twice, man. Like, people just looking at you, walking past them on the sidewalk. They want to fight. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah, that envy be crazy, bro. Especially among uh, oh, among right? black people, bro. Gosh, man, like, <sighs> like, do not make the eye contact, nah. bro. It feel like, it be feeling like fucking the new Street Fighter. <laughs> Keith, that Street Fighter Six, <laughs> yeah, bro. Right, bro. Yeah, bro. I'm gonna have to build a crazy character, bro, to walk these streets of Deep Ellum because, bro, people be too ready. <laughs> people be too ready. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I hear it's I hear it's worse in Austin, bro. Really? I know they upload, they fight reels like wow, <laughs> like a couple. Wow, of I didn't know bro. that. That's crazy, Austin. Wow. Yeah. yeah, Austin been going crazy, bro. They got a serial oh, killer out okay. there. Okay, dang, Austin, what's going on, no, bro? Man. What Austin no, like man. becoming the new LA low key because. I guess I mean a lot of people I, from LA I did move that's there, true. but that, that's facts. Hey man, yeah. leave our Texas alone, man. What's going on? What's going on with y'all? Yeah, we got enough <laughs> problems as it is, but I mean, true, welcome true. Me, they bring the culture. Yeah, it's it's wild out here. It's wild out here. Already. Yes, it is. It's wild, bro. <laughs> right. But shit, 
So give me a couple. Give me a couple artists you'd like to be featured on the show. How many? many? I I know you got some. I mean, because I mean, we're we're booked up for this month, bro. But you never know. People drop out all the time. So like, you know, give us a couple. Give me give me three, bro. I know you got three, dog. Oh, oh my gosh. Ah, choosing three is just like rough, but just because like, you know, of timeline, you know, being aware, I got to shout out like, and it's crazy you said three, because it's like perfectly three people that I know for sure. Um, when I first started, um, Nikto, N1KT0, ridiculous. Like, I, I don't think, I don't think anyone can do better Reese shit than him. Like the way he's like the Reese snake master lord guy. Yeah, the way he works his Reese is ridiculous. Yes. So Nikto. Yes. Nick-to. Crazy. Yeah. N1KT0. Fail. Um, FQYL, how he spells it. And, you know, yeah, he's he thought about doing a rebranding. But, you know, anyways, FQYL, crazy. Based in Germany. Um, Nikto's based in um, Greece, and bro, I mean, he FQYL is just like, I just, it's just like, I don't know how his mind works. I wish I could understand it because his music has so much variation and interesting shit to it, and it's mm-hmm. something I've tried to replicate a lot in my music. Like, he inspires me a lot, but definitely the other person too, close to my heart, um, Ryu R Seven U. Um, probably like she was the first person I think to actually like comment on a song in SoundCloud. And then, mm-hmm. you know, from there, when we got to do our first, um, collab track together, it was like, it felt so natural. Um, I think our music really meshes well together and she has like a beautiful voice. And I think honestly, in terms of the wave scene, I've said this to her already. She doesn't believe me, but like, I think she'll be one of the most iconic voices in the wave. If not already becoming that, like, I think mm-hmm. her voice is just going to be everywhere in wave very soon. So I'll say like those three artists, I don't know how easy it will be to get them on this, but they are just amazing. And man, if I could shout out more people, I would. I I have a lot. Did more. you say one was a? Did you say one was a fail? Yeah, fail. F Q I L, um, based in Germany. And then you have Nikto, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Awesome. And then R seven U Ryu, yeah. Most definitely, definitely gonna look looking at reaching out to them, man. Yes, please um, do. Amazing artist. Shit. Where can people find you, bro? Shoot. SoundCloud got a new update, y'all. Now you can message people through (laughs) SoundCloud. Yes, bro. Through the mobile app. Cheers. So let's start doing that, man. I'm going to just start. Man, SoundCloud was always something I was on, like on the computer, but now even more so, like reaching out to me directly through there if you're an artist, collabs, whatever. That's probably the best way. It's more appealing. It's just the best way because <laughs> you can get to their profiles, listen to their music, and just figure out how to work with people so much quicker. But if that doesn't work, um, Instagram is a good place. And then uh, Discord. I have my Discord on my SoundCloud. Uh, 
I do need to put it in my Instagram bio. I'll do that after this. But yeah, Instagram, Discord, or SoundCloud, I would say are the best places to reach me. And what's those hands? Yeah, so SoundCloud, it's going to just be aware, you know, um, at aware. <laughs> I got it. A-W-V-R-E. So clutch. Um, and then <laughs> Instagram, aware music um, is my Instagram handle. And then Discord, now with these usernames, it's are you aware? Um, you know, A-W-V-R-E um, on Discord. So, yeah, yeah, hit me up, y'all. Love to help, and oh, yeah. you know, we like to love hear, to man. hear from people. Yeah, I'm glad you got to fucking. Dude, be I'm a part so of this, happy to be here. Thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, it kind of happened fast, dude. Honestly, I, I, it, it's like I felt like I was um, slow to the take. I felt like y'all guys were waiting on me, and I was just like messing around too much, man. But you know, thank you for the opportunity, brother. Like for real, thanks, Corey. Like. This is just really cool ever since hearing it with Zala and them and Mingo and that episode is just lit. Tom kills Jerry. Like, ah, love those guys. Of course. Yes, dude. Yes. (laughs) Man. So bro, it's your final thoughts, man. I'm going to let you have the floor, man. And that's, that's, that's a wrap, bro. Okay. Well, yeah, thank you guys for, you know, being a part of this episode, listening to it and listening to my rambling, because sometimes I think I talk too much. But, <laughs> um, you know, to my girlfriend, I know you've met her. I mean, amazing, Carolina. Like, thank you, you know, for how much you've taken care of me through this journey. I think it's very hard for her with what I do, because there's just so much I'm doing all the time. But I appreciate you for, you know, letting me be me and letting me do it. And then to everybody in, you know, my music circles, thanks for just, you know, keeping me together, man. Like, thanks for keeping me together throughout these crazy times. Um, And then, shoot, to future producers and -and up-and-coming guys, like, have fun. Just have fun with it, man. And obligations, avoid them like the plague if you can. Say no more than yes. Not every opportunity is a must opportunity. But just have fun. Have fun with it. And that's it, man. That's that's it. Now be aware. Now be, make sure you become aware. That, that's one thing. Make sure you become aware. And yeah, now we out. Now we out, man. Now we out. If there's one thing you take from this, be aware. Be aware. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, it was good having you on, my guy. Good having you, man. Good to be here. Thanks a lot. Yo, so there you have it. Third Coast Space Radio, Season 4, Episode 38. Be sure to like us and the respective artists involved, as always. Yo, thank you so much for the continued support. Keep going up and up and up. Hope you guys are ready for next month. See you soon. Blah.